Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 131 of the Dorksman Podcast. I am Collector Clint. I'm once again not Nate. And I'm... Ooh, you didn't go with just Joey this time. And you heard another voice there that isn't typically on here. I will let the man introduce himself. And I'm Trevor, a.k.a. MacTDS, and big long-time friends of these guys, so it's good to be on the show. There you it's go. been He's a all, minute. It has been a minute, but luckily we both got to see him at Emerald City Comic Con back in December. So uh, if, you're, if you've heard Trevor's voice before, which I'm sure you have, he's part of the Secondary Heroes, which is part of uh, Cross the Streams Media, which you guys should absolutely all be checking out all the time because there are a number of awesome podcasts there in addition to the two I just mentioned. So make sure you're doing that. Other housekeeping, at the underscore dorksman on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch. I think I made one on MySpace, but I haven't done anything with it. So, um, <laughs> and anyway, you should be able to follow us pretty easily almost anywhere you would think to socially interact with us. I don't think we have a TikTok yet. I haven't been able to talk uh, Nate into doing any TikTok videos, but hopefully that day is coming. Um, po- uh, podcast Bingo, of course. Do uh, podcastbingo.com slash the dorksman, I believe, is ours, but also dorksmanbingo.com. Uh, the bingo card was created by Andrew Newland, part of the Brothers Newland, who do the Toy Rewind podcast and the direct. A redirect, excuse me, was by Larry from the STS guys and the Totally Rad Movie Podcast. Make sure you guys are listening to both of those. Also on Cross the Streams Media. I told you there's some gold there, so check it out. Anyway, I think that's all our housekeeping. If I missed something, I apologize, but we'll come back around and get it. As always, we start out the actual content of our podcast with some Ask the Dorksman questions. Please keep those coming. You can ask anywhere, but the best place to do it, of course, is our play, uh, Twitter page, hashtag Ask the Dorksman. Got two great ones here for you. I haven't thought either one about or thought much about either one of them, so we'll see how it goes. But um, we're going to dive into this one first by our friend Benjamin Sager. He asks, Spider-Man, web shooters or organic webbing and why? Joey, you want to start us out? Okay, so I'm going to make myself sound real dumb right here because <laughs> until they started flipping around to the different Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. I always assumed... It was just organic, always. I didn't know there was even a deal with the the web shooters, like, in other words, being produced outside of his actual body. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing until they started throwing that into the movies. Really? Yeah, because to- Toby's is organic, right? Correct. Okay, and then Garfield's is mechanical. <laughs> it's lasagna, but yes, that's right. Is, there, is that right? It is. Um, and then so is uh, Holland's. Holland's is mechanical too, isn't it? Correct. Yep. Yeah, so I, like, what is the the comic origin story behind the, that? The comic is mechanical as well, I believe. Now, they might have had different renditions, and, and anyone's welcome to interrupt me and tell me differently, yeah. but I believe the original, original, original was mechanic. So the the first iteration in the comics that appears is mechanical. Correct. Okay. So then that goes to show you how much I know about the the comics. <laughs> you know, I've told y'all before, I'm not really like a comics guy. I've I had a few growing up, uh, mainly X Men type stuff, few Superman things, few Batman things, but it was it was primarily the the, the 80s and 90s. Um, superhero cartoons i guess is what got me into dc into marvel and i just i guess always assumed with spider-man it was just always organic you know because mm-hmm. he got the powers of the spider or whatever so I, I would have to say that would be my preferred one since i'm dumb and for a while assumed that was the only one okay fair enough um i mean that's, that's a great answer mine's actually organic too uh for two reasons one i think having the mechanical would be 
just just another obstacle to overturn kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's just getting away. I, I mean, I know it doesn't. I know it's slim. I know it works, but whatever. Um, but it could jam. It could fall off, whatever. The second one is I'm worried about running out. And I don't know how that works organically. And I don't know if they've ever talked or even tried to explain it. But I feel like it never really had a, a source. So it never had a, a it was always it was renewable. It just always came back. I don't know if that's the case, but that's the impression I got. So I'd go organic just so I don't lose out on it. Trevor, what do you think? So Toby's like they bring up the point in No Way Home that he had a web block, and so there was a point where he couldn't produce it because it's organic. Okay, so there that, you go. That's I a totally challenge. Forgot. You're absolutely yeah, right. So the mechanical web shooters, the only advantage is that Peter is super brilliant, and so he keeps making more advanced web. Like every series through the comics, he comes up with new ways to make web so it's stronger or it's more elastic or it can essentially go further so he doesn't run out and he kind of goes out i don't know where he stores the extra web right 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 <laughs> exactly it's pretty skin tight <laughs> I, I mean well like any superhero or, or movie basically anymore in general you have to let the few things go and that might be one of them but um i'm, I'm saying that as i went and saw uncharted before we saw this and it was it was worth seeing i'm not gonna lie but it is an action movie, and most action movies you kind of like, you know, have to give up the law of physics sometimes. Just saying. Um, anyway, fair enough. Great answer. Uh, ben actually answered this question on accident because he was responding to another question we had on the show, but he he got it mixed up. But he did answer. He said he'd rather have organic web shooters where a bad plot device to excuse bad guys getting away or Spidey falling and hurting himself. But hmm. as you said, there's there's also the block. So. Um, how do you get to crown that? I don't know. I'm not going to dwell into it. I, I think that was one of my favorite things about No Way Home is the fact that they had the three of them kind of talking about the mm -hmm. the similarities as far as like I guess shared emotional drama that they went through in their their own little story arcs, but also just the silly stuff like the difference in the web shooters and stuff like that. Like I enjoyed that the little small talk about stuff like that. I think just as much as some of the the big plot lines that were in the movie. Oh, totally. I agree. Well, and it's funny because, you know, now there's talk of Garfield getting his own movie again um, because of those interactions. Like, it, yeah. you know, th 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 it's funny because th I know there's the debate. Yeah, it, the debate is always, which is your favorite Spider-Man? Not which Spider-Man do you want to leave? You know what I mean? Like, it's always a positive thing. So why not? Why not have his universe and now we can do both? So it, it actually a brilliant move by Marvel and Sony to do that. And I'm all I'm for it anyway. We're getting a little off topic. Yeah, I mean, uh, they also joked about where do the webs come from. And luckily in the Sam Raimi movies, they make him just come out where the web shooters come out because he's right. not full on spider. That would be weird. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Coming out the belly <laughs> button or something. <laughs> well, the thing is, I feel like they've made, you know, not in the movies, but even in um, like joke comics, you know, like they've made a joke about Spider-Man and, and his webbing coming out of other orifices and <laughs> what have you. So um, I don't know any off the top of my head for specific examples, but if you find it, feel free to share it or, or laugh at your ass at however you want to do it, whatever the case. Anyway, that is the first question. Second question comes from our buddy Ferd. Uh, as uh, Nate always says, Islander with a whole bunch of numbers, even though it's only a six, seven, one, anyway, <laughs> not a whole bunch, but anyway, make sure to follow him on Twitter. He asks, what was your favorite TV show growing up? If they could reboot that show, who would you cast as the main characters? And one reason I thought this was an interesting question this week, especially was I'm sure you both have seen it. And anybody listening, I hope has is they are redoing the rescue Rangers movie 
or they're making, I think, excuse me, they're making a movie of the uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. You both it, have seen that, right? Yeah, it's actually taking place like after they blew up and got famous and all that stuff, and, well, and after the fact. Well, yeah. I, 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 to be honest, I'm a little annoyed about the voices. Yes, and you are too. Okay, good. I thought that was maybe just me being too picky, but like, I, I don't get me wrong. I love John Mulaney and I like Andy Samberg, but Chippendale are not like they're they're high pitched chipmunks. They're not. They're not people you write. They're not the guy from Big Mouth and the guy from uh, um, uh, Hotel Transylvania, in my mind, is my thought. Yeah, I I very much am um, apprehensive about it, I guess is the correct word to use. But I was about the Sonic movie as well, and that turned out to be a, you know, a decent, enjoyable watch. You know, Fair. I'm not saying it's going to win any Oscars, but, you know, so I'll give it a little bit of a try. But I, th- I think the advantage you had there with this, with the um, Sonic movie is Sonic didn't really have a voice. You right. know what I'm saying? It's not like Mario or something like that, which that'll be another interesting take. That will be, and I'm not sure about either. Chris Pratt d- pulls that off. I like but, that. I can't think of Charles' names, but the guy who does the voices now does a great job. They didn't need to replace it. It's, um... Oh, what's his name? Charles something. It starts with a name. I can never get his last You're name. You're talking about for Sonic? No, I'm talking about for oh. Mario. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, no. I was talking about for Sonic. Wahoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... As far as see, like that, that question is so open ended that he asked because it could be, you know, because most of us obviously grew up, you know, so we're kids talking about, you know, cartoons and stuff like that. And most of the cartoons that, you know, most of us probably enjoyed in the 80s and 90s have already been rebooted, you know, whether it was the Ninja Turtles or whether it was Transformers or, you know, I don't think they've done much with G.I. Joe. Um, besides the live action movies that I know of here recently. So I was trying to think of like a live action show that I watched growing up that I enjoyed. And really it was hard for me to come up with any kind of like, I know this is technically a scripted show, but it wasn't like a comedy or anything like that. But I remember one of the shows I enjoyed most as a kid watching was Mr. Wizard. Oh, sure. Um, so I, that that's really the only thing that could pop into my head was uh, having Mr. Wizard uh done again and i know he's already had his own show and all that stuff but i would love to see bill nye uh do mr wizard uh one more time um you know just see that show kind of rebooted and also see bill nye brought back in and you know interacting with kids and doing little experiments with because bill nye doesn't do any like interaction with his experiments right it's always kind of he did he he's had a couple of different you know, versions of his quote-unquote science show. I don't know what else you want to call it. Um, but some of the stuff I think he did interact with kids on. I think there was okay. a couple of ones that he did have some interaction with kids. But I, I did find the part about Mr. Wizard bringing them into his house, you know, these little kids on a daily basis. That that, that part I don't think would be accepted as well today. I think we would definitely have no. to be in a lab. They're going to do experiments like with kids. That's <laughs> right. Correct. Right, right. All of a sudden, Chris Hansen comes on as a guest star. <laughs> it's a crossover episode of Dateline. Yes. Yeah. 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 To catch a predator and Mr. Wizard, the crossover event none of us wanted. <laughs> That would actually be kind of funny, <laughs> horrible, because I love Bill Nye, but it was like some other random stranger I might be behind it. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, right. Let him get got. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who it was who was the guest, but they did a Saturday Night Live where they were doing that. And it might have been Jason Sudeikis as the uh, host. And like they had two kids from Mr. Wizard, and the kids just come on and ruin everything constantly all the time. Um, you know, like he's doing something, and then the kids are playing. He's like, oh, here's the solar system. Oh, what's this one? Don't touch that. You know, kind of thing. And. <laughs> It just gets ridiculous, of course. It's very funny. I, I, I wish I could remember who does it, but it's very funny. That is a great choice. Um, so I'm going to give you two answers. 
one they are currently in the middle of rebooting was X-Men back in the 90s for Fox, um, 10 o'clock, my time. Always loved that show. I, 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 if I had any VHFs left, I'm sure I, <laughs> I'm sure somebody has them who got them at Goodwill and probably taped over them. They had like every episode recorded, but uh, loved it. I'm very interested. I'm excited to see what they do for 97. I did go back and watch the show as an adult. It's rough, especially in the days of Marvel Studios uh, being what it is today. So I'm, you know, whoever's in Kevin Feige, I know you listen to this all the time. Uh, make sure that you know the new X Men '97 cartoon is legit. Is all I'm asking. I I, th- I think we've talked about this when Disney Plus first came out, and I said the same thing. I tried to rewatch it because it was one of my favorites growing up, um, and it was a hard rewatch, and I couldn't even make it past. I don't even think I got a half a season into it, and I was like, I, I just can't do this. It it almost seemed like they tried to translate like panel for panel word for word like comics whereas i think you when you get into that medium you have to add more substance to it if it's like a, a i mean i know it's not a live action but it's still a scripted show right sure. it's still yep. something that has yeah. to be written out for the actors sure. the voice actors to read lines or whatever and, and so hopefully you know time has passed and you know they've you know done a better job fleshing out the scripts and and stuff like that so I, i'm definitely looking forward to it i, I, I think it'll be a whole lot more enjoyable um, than than the original version was, and may tempt me to go back and rewatch it because I think it's supposed to pick up right where it left off from. Yeah, I think you're right, which is weird because if, spoiler alert from I don't know 2000. I don't know when it ended. Um, at the end, Professor X is I don't want to say abducted, but he's taken back by the Shi'ar Empire. <laughs> this is how insane it is, and all the X Men just kind of sit there and watch. So it's like, all right, well. Great, I guess. Ooh. It's like the, the the constant continuation of Futurama. It's like every time they think Futurama's going to end, they do this nice little wrap-up episode, and it's like five years later it comes back again, and then they have a few more seasons, and it's like, okay, we're going to wrap it up again very nicely. Because I remember the very last one that aired was a very nice wrap-up to Leland and Fry's story, and mm-hmm. now it's coming back again. I'm like, okay, now what? Now are they going to break them up again, or what's going to go on? Who knows? Hopefully the right, you know, well, first of all, they got to get the Bender Gate stuff figured out. I hope uh, they get, I, I'd like to see John Nick on but I don't know the whole full story, and I have a feeling he's not being as cooperative as the others, to be completely honest with you. Well, I saw something recently, and he was just sharing. It was, he was being honest about it. He said it wasn't about money. He said, it's, yeah. I feel like not only am I not being paid what I deserve, he said, but I don't feel like the ones that have already signed on are going to be getting the money that they're supposed to be right. getting to. And right. I saw a lot of stuff come out after that about how a lot of voice actors outside of the, the big-name people uh, are not really paid very well for their for their time and their and their talents. Well, Billy West is a big name. Katie Siegel's a big name. You know, I mean, yeah, the it, Katie Siegel thing kind of confused me too because she's she's big outside of voice acting, right? right I mean, voice acting right. didn't really come along to her for her until Futurama. Um, and I don't really know what she's done voice acting outside of that. Um, so it's really surprising to me that somebody that's not a traditional voice actor. Um, you know, went ahead and signed on for what he feels is not a decent amount of pay. So that makes mm-hmm. me wonder if it's one of those situations where they're being paid at different rates instead of everybody being paid the same across the board, which I know that varies from show to show. Sure. I, I know we're way off topic with that. Um, and Trevor, you're welcome to chime in and just interrupt us all the time in case you didn't gather because no we do it constantly. Um, but anyway, I, 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 regardless, I hope they figure that out because I'd love to have Futurama back. Even the, I mean, given season three and season four are still the best, but that doesn't mean I don't appreciate the rest of them and don't want to see it. Just saying. Anyway, the second part to my answer originally about <laughs> cartoon I like to see me brought back, um, I'm actually thinking of things that I like that just weren't as popular. 
I would like to see Eek the Cat back. And I don't know if you guys ever remember Eek the Cat. Name sounds familiar, but I can't really remember. So it was, it was, the comedy was actually a little dry at times, but it was still funny. Um, You know, and I don't think there were ever any like celebrities or anything with it, but I'd love to see that show come back. And I mean, to be honest, I'm not picky on who the voice actor is. It's just got to be Eek was a very pleasant character. He was always happy, always, you know, that is a saying, always happy. It never hurts to help. So I'd love to see him back as a happy character. Um, You know, I don't necessarily need, a specific voice actor or actress playing anybody in those shows, but would love to see that come back. Um, I don't know. I mean, they, they could get a popular voice, I guess, but shoot. It's amazing. I, I, I can't remember the woman who played uh, Maribel in uh, Encanto, what her name is, her real name. The Stephanie actress. or yeah, Stephanie Beatrice. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. The one from Brooklyn. Would have never thought she could have been a voice actress to play that character. So I don't know anything about recruiting voice actors. So I'll let them have at it. But um she did well. And by the way, I, I know, by the way, Secondary Heroes did a whole Encanto episode you should check out. But I uh, I don't know. I, that's my point. I, I'll leave it to the pros to figure that one out. All right, Trevor. I tried to stall long enough. Who you got? Well, the tough one is that we grow up in that target market right now. Of everything nostalgia for millennials is hot right now. So Amen. they've rebooted almost mm-hmm. everything possible. Because when this first question, I'm like, well, Power Rangers was probably my biggest jam when I was little. But they rebooted Power Rangers, and that was bad so i don't think they're going to touch power rangers again for a while and so i i go on and then i'm like well are you afraid of the dark was really cool and Mm. then they rebooted that too and the reboot of that is just one long series of eight it's eight episodes to tell one story and i'm like that's i don't want one season of a ghost story the cool thing is that it's a different ghost story Mm -hmm. every episode right so that that was already disappointing so then i kept going down the list and i came to the land before time just because that was probably my favorite thing when I was little. That was animated movies. And I'm like, I always mess with the other guys on our show about, oh, you guys nostalgia. I love ripping apart nostalgia. I won't watch those movies because I know they are super bad. And I do not (laughs) want to leave that good memory of them because I'm sure they're atrociously bad. But dinosaurs, animated dinosaurs, just like there's even that terrible 2000 dinosaur movie by Disney where it's just like they can't do... Are you talking about the dinosaur? Oh, no, he's talking, he's talking about the animated one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought he was talking about Good Dinosaur. No, no that's, that's Pixar, and that's also yeah. not the best it's, No, it's Pixar's not. Pixar's worst movie is. Yeah. For some yeah, reason, there's the original Jurassic Park movie, and other than that, there's not a big, long list of good dinosaur movies. For some reason, like, dinosaurs, it's a lot of little kids' thing. Like, there's all kinds right. of dinosaur t-shirts in the little kids' section. Dinosaurs are always hot, but it's just tough to translate dinosaurs for some reason even though we get all this new information about dinosaurs we have really good scientific evidence of what dinosaurs were actually like and it just does not translate anymore well it's funny you mentioned that because i think there's two things here first of all th- those land before time movies are are uh, atrocious especially the sequels <laughs> um the, the first one as i remember it i'm not i'm like you have not gone back and seen it wasn't bad i know it was emotional because spoiler alert mom dies but yeah other than that, I don't. I've never saw the rest of them. But are there like um, eight? There, there might be There's more. So it's many. Some, it's some ridiculous <laughs> number. There's probably spinoffs and everything. But I really like that idea because I don't think it would. Because what they did is they did it all at once. You know, like they yeah. didn't come back 10, 14, 20 years later and make another one. Like they got eight of them in like four years or some ridiculous amount. I'm betting a lot of them were probably like the direct VHS. Oh, absolutely, DLC. absolutely. And I mean, yeah. that would be it'd be cool to see them take another stab at something like that um you know Littlefoot was that the main character's name yeah Littlefoot maybe they have Littlefoot as an adult and do that so I mean I I could I could get behind that and you know maybe with now they realize oh shit kids bring us money when we make quality content maybe we should do that 
do it. I, I think that's a, a actually a pretty good idea, to be completely fair. And I, I agree with you on the dinosaurs thing. I think part of it is because Jurassic Park did such a good job that everyone's like, we're going to let them have that, and we're going to go focus on, I don't know, something else, whatever that case is. Yeah, because if you think about any other dinosaur type of movies that have really come out since then, it's always been usually something satirical. It's been something like Velocipaster, for example, that, you know, is is meant to be... Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's meant to be amazing. Um, you know, it's just meant to be a joke. You know, you don't see a lot of people, you know, that just mention it. It's, it, it is interesting that you don't see a lot of big companies trying to tackle a an actual dinosaur movie the way they did with Jurassic Park. And maybe they're waiting for this run to kind of end and maybe somebody else will come along and, and try to tackle it. But yeah, and there is a lot more interesting facts about dinosaurs that obviously weren't out during that first Jurassic Park, like from the trailer for Dominion, for example, there's one that it's like fully feathered up, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what they, you know, have recently discovered and i say recently it's been a while since they've you know been talking about you know feathers on dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff but you know I, i'm glad to see them kind of you know making that change and not sticking with it and saying oh we we didn't know about that in the first ones and we didn't have it so we're not going to do it in all these other ones and they're just like you know we're going to try to be as scientifically accurate as possible so we'll see if something comes out after this is done yeah but i i, I think i i've never thought about that so trevor i actually think that's a, a really good point um I'm looking to see if Ferd answered the question, and I don't think he did. So, um, Ferd, thank you for asking. We appreciate it. Uh, we'd love to hear your answer as well, as I'm sure you have a good one. I have, I, 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 I you know, what? I'm gonna make a little, uh, little concession here. You can't say Ninja Turtles. You can't say Power Rangers. You can't say. Um, can't say anything that's already been rebooted. There you go. Thank you. Even yeah. though, um, I'm, and I haven't, I've never seen another Turtles reboot. I've only seen the original, where you know their bandanas seem to change color sometimes, and. Uh, all the other fun little errors that come with those 80s and 90s cartoons, but I'm sure the other ones are okay, but just, you know, why mess with something that's already great? Cool. Uh, again, hashtag Ask the Dorksman anytime, everywhere. Uh, feel free to ask us whatever's on your mind, even if the question is insane. Uh, Manny, I don't know where you've been. You've been quiet lately. I hope everything's okay. But if you ever need an example of how insane to be, hashtag Ask the Dorksman, look up Manny and just see all the insanity he's asked us. And we've answered a lot of them. There's some we, we haven't have. gotten to yet. Yeah. But there's definitely some we have answered as well. Awesome. So uh, our main topic, I know we're about a week late, but, you know, that's what happens when you record on Sundays, is the Super Bowl. This was 56, right? Yes. Okay. The the big game, you know, we don't want to get. Oh, you know, I said Super Bowl. I'm talking about. You know, oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that's yes. Um, but we're not doing it for advertising or making money. No, no, We're no, just no, talking no, no. about it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the big game. <laughs> <laughs> is what we're talking about and we're talking about all aspects of the big game um obviously one reason we wanted to have trevor here is trevor Tre regardless of anything else trevor was happy about it <laughs> because it ended the way he wanted it to. tell tell us why you were so happy trevor we don't understand <laughs> yeah you know the fun thing is though just the idea that cincinnati oh this this is the first potential championship in cincinnati la mm -hmm. never won a super bowl the Rams mm -hmm. won in St. Louis. It, right. It was right. actually a really big deal. Sure. Sure. No, no. I, you know, I I know we're a pop culture podcast. I know we've done a sports episode. This episode, I think, will be more pop culture as we get into it. But we can absolutely talk about the game a little bit. Um, I'll actually say it was an actually an entertaining game. I'm thinking of the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl. I think they were in L.A. Thank you. Yes. It was. <laughs> what was the final score? Like 6-9? Like, it was like, oh, my God. It was 13-3 to because Patriots had a late touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it was like the whole game. No, and it was, 
it wasn't like you know a whole bunch of awesome defense it was just like oh another three and out yeah oh another three and out yeah oh another you know i just just remember bad football yeah yes so this game was actually much more exciting Uh, i'm not gonna lie i was rooting for the Bengals for a number of reasons but mostly because they were just this underdog story that and like you said first cincinnati title um as a Nuggets fan, I can't stand the uh, Lakers. Sorry, but at the same time, uh, at least LA, you know, wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Tom Brady, so that was always a plus, and it wasn't um, you know the usual teams in there, so it was fun to see something different. But again, the game was close. Uh, I know there was you know we could sit there and talk about officiating, we could sit there and talk about play calling, whatever. But at the end of the day, it was actually an entertaining game. I was pissed at that first field or the second field goal of the game when the Bengals tied it up or. Whatever. No, they didn't tie it up. They made it 7-3 because I had 7-0 on my square. So uh, <laughs> just 28 seconds. You could have waited 28 seconds and helped me out, but no. It was a pretty good cap to a very good, one of the best playoff seasons that I can remember. You know, the divisional round was spectacular. The the conference championship round was spectacular. And it's, I thought it was a good cap to all that. And I think if there wasn't so much hype behind those previous two weekends that I think people would be talking even more about it as like one of the best Super Bowls. But I think it was just so incredibly crazy those previous two weekends that it was even a good Super Bowl. People were like, well, it was okay, (laughs) you know, but I mean, it was, it was better than just okay, especially compared to some of the the previous ones of, Mm -hmm. you know, past years. So I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a good watch. I wasn't disappointed in anything. I was, and I already told everybody this i was definitely rooting for the Bengals to win more so just because i'm still bitter about the rams 2018 deal trevor knows that um but i'm not gonna rehash <laughs> that too much and, and 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 make myself miserable but um i did enjoy seeing eli apple get his just desserts so you know if, <laughs> if the rams are gonna have to win as long as you know as long as it came at the expense of eli apple i was gonna be happy about it so i was by the way when um Oh gosh, when I can't remember the receiver that caught the the ball but got it on uh, on Donald when he with the face mask. I immediately thought more of Joey and how that was like redemption more than uh, anything else. You're talking about the playoff. Ramsey face mask. I think that was Higgins that caught that one. Yeah, it was because he got yeah. both yeah. The touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. But Higgins did the whole. It was it was a blatant face mask and got away with it. I was like, there, Joey, you're happy. It's redemption. Calm down. That's <laughs> what I thought in my head the whole time. So, um, anyway. I know he said we weren't going to talk about the game, and I meant that. So I'm going to kind of go off that. So, uh, Trevor, what did you do for the Super Bowl? How'd you uh, how'd you enjoy watching your team win? Well, the fun thing is that I didn't go to a bar. I didn't have a party with a bunch of people over, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend was at work. So I watched it at home by myself. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any. That's great, and I mean that means you could do what you wanted if you wanted to. You know, not watch it with pants on. That's cool. <laughs> no, the fun thing that, was that's a like, Clint thing. <laughs> I've watched so many like games that matter with other people that are usually just so like negative. Like, oh, here, here they're gonna lose. They're choking the game mm. right here. Oh, here, oh, there's no way they're coming back from this. Oh, you know, just I could just watch the game. Like right. my watch kept telling me, dude, you need you're not moving at all, but your blood pressure is <laughs> elevated. Are you having a heart attack? Are you okay? <laughs> I got like three of those notifications. Wow, really. You don't get to, like, when you're with other people, when you yell and stuff, you have that expulsion of energy. When it's mm-hmm. just all trapped inside of you, it, it gets to you pretty good. And I was just sitting there, like, you know, because it's the whole thing, like, 
I know I have no impact on the game, but you still think you're going to jinx it if you. I'm like, yes. oh, yeah. right no, here. I, yeah, I got totally this until it. it's a commercial break. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're, we've had a whole. Yeah, same things here, man. We, we uh, get that. I, I have that same issue. Like, I'm thinking back to the Saints run in 2009, and we watched the conference championship game, the Saints Vikings uh, matchup. And my father-in-law was like that the whole time. Oh, you can just wrap it up. Ain't nothing going to happen now. They're, they're not going anywhere. You know, just that negativity like like Trevor was talking about. Almost like that generation because my dad's kind of like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was... Like, I mean, the start of the second half where they give up the touchdown in 12 seconds and then Matt Stafford throws interception on the very next play. Oh, my God. That's game. If I'm with other kinds of people. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like, I just, I'm at that age now where, I mean, if somebody would invite me over to their house, uh, you know, to go watch and, you know, with a small group, I'm talking about like single digits, I would do that. But I'm definitely beyond the years of going to a bar to go watch it. And even like going to a Super Bowl party, like I said, if there's like double digits of people, like 10, 12 more, like I I don't want to be around all that. Like even if it's not somebody I'm invested in, like I really Mm. wasn't like super invested in either team. Um, I I wouldn't want to be around all the all the other people. And at the same time, like it becomes more of a party than watching the Super Bowl where you've got all these distractions and you're not able to actually, you know, enjoy the game. And there's so much in the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, it's like when do I go to the bathroom? Because it's like (laughs) the halftime show is great. The game is great. The commercials are great. So it's like, you know, really trying to time, you know, when you go to the bathroom. So I don't really want to miss any of it. So it was just it was just me and my wife just sitting down and watching it this year and. I wouldn't have changed anything about it. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, not to be too elitist, but it's also just, I don't like the ignorance of people who don't really know what's going on or like, sure, it's as sure. simple as like, oh, how come this this isn't happening? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can see I the reason the Rams changed their strategy in the second half to press coverage so Joe Burrow doesn't get it out of his hand as quick so it actually mm-hmm. gives time for the defensive line to get there. And yeah. they do that wide split so they actually line up the heavy side for Aaron Donald to let him one-on-one. Like, I care about these things. I don't need to be like, oh, why did he throw the ball fast? Or you know, how come the Rams aren't sacking him like they're supposed to? They told me before the game the Rams are going to sack him a bunch. There's more to right. it than that. Right, right. Well, and, and yeah, so you can actually do what you wanted to do versus having to you know worry about because you're absolutely right. As having anybody around is a distraction, and uh, I, I, I mean, especially if your team's into it or whatever. And this could be anything. Um, the very first time I saw the Foo Fighters live in concert, I ended up going by myself, and I was thrilled about it. Because I didn't have to worry about how anybody else was doing or who I was with. How's, you know, where's my ride or how's the other person I'm with or are they enjoying the show? It's like, screw that. I'm going to go do what I want to do and nobody's going to stop me. Same kind of thing here in, in my eyes. So fair enough, fair enough. I, uh, especially for your team, I can't blame you. Um, let's talk. I, I didn't see any of the pregame kind of stuff. Was any of that worth seeing? That you guys remember? I didn't see like the. the I watched uh, maybe a half hour to an hour beforehand because I knew there was stuff all day. But again, if it was a t- like if it was the Saints that was in it, I'd have probably been watching from minute one of coverage just to you know hear all the sure. stories that they do on some of the players and the coaches and the fans and the city and all that kind of stuff. But since sure. I you know wasn't invested, I didn't really watch a lot. I did see the Joe Burrow Drew Brees um, interview, which was which was pretty good. Um, but I didn't really watch a lot of it. Uh, Trevor, were you watching pretty much from the the minute one of pregame coverage that day? No, I. I- I would be too amped up. I tried to wait until 3.30. Like, I turned it on at 3.10 because I knew 3.30 was kickoff, and they were still, like, just having the teams run onto the field. 
mm-hmm. and then they were showing the Doctor Strange trailer, and I was like, okay, I don't like to watch trailers. Like, that's just not me. I do right. this. I remember we're that. doing it for yeah. our podcast, and so I sure. turned it off right then. I didn't turn it back on until three thirty, just because it would just. I needed to watch it play. I I, mm-hmm. I I know the game. I know how the teams match up. I know how all the potential things that matter. I needed to just sure. see it happen because no matter what any talking heads will come up with, they have no idea what's actually going to happen once they step on the field. I will you- say this one thing about pregame stuff since Clint brought it up that I thought was pretty dumb. Like I could see somebody in their mind thinking that this was a good idea. And then when it actually played out, I, I don't, I just don't, I don't personally think it was as cool as probably people thought was the uh, Rock kind of getting a kick. Like, everybody's, like, on the field. Like, they're literally ready to kick off. Like, you know, the the, the kick team, kick that, return. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> on the field. They're ready. Like, they're just waiting to literally kick the ball. Everybody's lined up, and the Rock's on there, like, trying to get everybody pumped up. I'm like, eh. Like, the buffer <laughs> thing that I had watched in, I don't remember which games it was, but he, he did uh, a couple of things. Um... I don't remember which buffer it is, which brother it is that's that was doing them, but that was actually pretty entertaining. I guess they thought for the Super Bowl they would they would get it up a notch and have the Rock come out and and hype everybody up, and I just I just thought it fell flat. I didn't enjoy it. Well, they didn't need it. I mean, the thing about the Super Bowl compared to any other any other week in NFL is it first of all it's a two week span, and secondly, there's no other game. So it's like anybody everybody knows this is it. This is the last professional football game we have for this season. It doesn't need hype. It doesn't need exactly. You, <laughs> it's got its own it hype. Nice. Yeah, like it doesn't need your help. And I mean, <laughs> probably a bunch of old people like, who's this guy? You know, who's never seen wrestling or any of his movies or something? You know, why is he here? Who's he got to do what? I mean, play? I liked the L.A. Hollywood idea of it. I liked when he's okay. doing the eyebrow and just. I also like the show muscles that the rock has like you see professional football players that can bench insane amounts and are pushing 350 pound people out of their way mm-hmm. and they don't look as ripped as the rock does because the muscles, rock has show yeah. muscles he's right. the boulder he's the boulder now he's not <laughs> yeah. like the rock you know but yeah that's fair okay all right i, I guess the, i didn't even think about the hollywood angle that, that's a fair point um but i i'm still i'm still on the same side with joey there it's like it wasn't really necessary Why i think the timing this? of it was weird because to joey's point both kick teams, the special teams are on the field. It's not like everybody's still like in the locker rooms or mm-hmm. you know warm ups or anything. It's it, they're ready to kick off once he's right. done. Right. Yeah, like, I think the timing was definitely off. I think it could have been like you're saying. I think it could have been better if it would have been at a different point in the pregame as opposed to as they're about to put the ball in play. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was weird. Oh, my apologies. I didn't get to see who did that in the national anthem or the. Um... National Anthem Banner. was uh, Mickey... I can't think of her name. She's a country-western uh, person. Um, God, what's her name? I can't think of it. But I, I, I didn't catch that part either. I just remember hearing... I, I, I'm sorry. I, my point is I can't catch her comment on how it was or anything. But yeah. good. Cool. I hope it went well. Um, then, of course, we... Well, you know what? Let's, I'm going to move the commercials to the end because there's a lot to talk about there. But in the meantime, let's talk about the halftime show. What do you guys think? I'm going to put it up there with um, the Michael Jackson halftime 
and the Prince halftime show. Okay. Uh, the Bruno Mars one and the Katy Perry were pretty good too. So I'd probably put like that <laughs> kind of be my top five. Sure. Um, you know, With Left Shark. Beat Left Shark, exactly. <laughs> I, was to say. I think they should have just had, ever since then, Left Shark just make a random appearance in every <laughs> halftime show since then. I think that would have been a great continuity oh, thing. Oh, I would love that. That would be um, awesome. Like just out of the blue. Like doesn't have to really be on the field. Could even be like animators. I, I'd be yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Um, I, I think it's one of those things where if you're going to actually compare apples to apples i think i think you would have to go back and watch the video and say okay let me let me watch the prince one again let me watch the michael jackson one again but just michael um michael jackson but just uh prince singing purple rain in the rain i mean that's that's kind of hard to beat you know when you when you sure. pull off something like this especially considered you know the the showman that that prince was um but this was this was up there it was funny i saw something uh Stuff was all over on Twitter, obviously, with memes and stuff from, from mm-hmm. different stuff at the halftime show. But the the greatest thing I saw was, you know, how people have been commenting the last couple of years about how halftime shows are really for an older generation with having, like, the Rolling Stones and people like that on it. And somebody commented, oh, finally a halftime show for our generation. And then it was like, oh, wait, our generation is that old generation now with, with these artists that came out, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, I don't, I don't know how Kendrick Lamar fit into this kind of more old school hip hop and rap well, type situation. I, I, agree. I agree. And I, I, I feel the same way about Mary J. Blige, actually. I feel like she came a little after them. I, I don't know. Mary, Mary was, I wouldn't say she was after Eminem or 50 Cent. I, no, I think but she was. the same time frame. But she was uh, after um, after Snoop Dogg and Dre. Yeah, I think I mean? Snoop and Dre are one, and then I think if you look, I think uh, Fifty and and M are going to be in another, and I think Mary J. Blige is probably kind of more in that time frame. My wife said the same thing; she didn't like Kendrick Lamar or Mary J. Blige being in it. I, oh, I, I like them know. both being in it. I just didn't see the connection as firm as the others. Yeah, I, I think it was it was also the Inglewood connection, like. There's a reason Good this point. game's in Inglewood, and they yeah. really like just having the city lights as the floor. That was pretty impressive. To that tie was cool. That in. The the set. I'm glad Good you point. mentioned that because I think the set was one of the coolest sets that I've. That it was I've seen simple. It wasn't together. like over the top, but it was still. It, it was well, really it, it was simple for Super Bowl. Terms, yeah, right. you know. Yeah, but it was cool that it was you know was the, cool. the houses and the cars and the people and like you said the the city map on 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 the ground. I thought with the lights, I thought that was pretty cool. It was I, funny, I definitely uh, enjoyed that. My, yeah. I went to the movie my father-in-law today, and after we were talking about the Super Bowl, and like, and he's he's like, I really wanted to, you know, I love the setup of. He talks about that. I'm like, I love it like i would not be able to go to the bathroom between you know the end of the second quarter the first half and before the halftime show because i'd want to sit there and watch them put up the stage and get it all put together Mm -hmm. i think it'd be incredible to see the logistics and the the manpower just everything that goes with that and maybe i'm a nerd for that but i think that'd just be cool to see because you're not going to see something to that grand just open to the public at any point you know what i mean (laughs) It was funny. They showed McPherson, the kicker for the Bengals, right. at the halftime, watching the halftime performance. It's like, I'm the kicker. What do I need to be in the in the locker room for right now? <laughs> Kick far. Got it. I'm going to go watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I don't blame him. It, I, and it's funny because he's actually, so because he's a rookie, so he's really young. So, he, you know, I had nothing to do with that that show or didn't have the, you know, didn't grow up with it because he wasn't born yet. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I, the Super Bowl halftime show is so interesting to me. Um, just what it's become, uh, especially since Janet happened, as we'll put it. Uh, I'm still annoyed that, and I, I think I've said this in multiple podcasts, that Justin got off scot-free for doing the action and said they blamed her for, she was kind of victim-shamed 
But then the thing is, after that happened, like they got all safe and sorry. Like the Rolling Stones came out and didn't do like, and I like the Rolling Stones. I like their music, but the show itself wasn't like a, it was just like listening to the radio. You know what I mean? I mean, it's definitely of, taken a while for it to ramp back up. Yes, and and for no good reason, really. And I'm I'm so, like uh, I know I think we were talking sports. I mentioned oh man, CBS. I hate watching the Super Bowl in there. And when you mentioned NBC, I was like, yes, finally get away from CBS because they're the problem. They're you know. Although I would enjoy Tony Robo as the play-by-play. Yeah, I, 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 I could give up Chris Collinsworth and trade him in a heartbeat. Now Michaels can go with him for all I care. But I'm with you. But at the same time, um, just CBS is so, you know, their biggest show is like Jag. <laughs> so I don't need to don't need them there. Um, but yes, this one was great. I, there's been like some good ones throughout the years for sure. Um, I liked when Prince did it because I liked when he did the Foo Fighters song when he did uh, uh, Best of You with it. So... Uh, of course, that was a big one. Yeah, but, and then you know, like you said, there's been a lot of good ones. Even the Aerosmith, Britney Spears one was kind of good. Um, what do you think, what, Trevor? Yeah. Being an LA oh, guy, Lady Gaga was good too. Lady Gaga was good. Uh, just for me, what was interesting is I watched it again. So, like okay. I said, my girlfriend was at work, so I watched it again the following day. When I watched it live the first time, I was just so amped up that I was super into it. Like, I got goosebumps when they started playing the notes of Lose Yourself. And just, they played, like, the most generic, high-performing, mass-mediated rap songs ever. And Mm -hmm. that's my jam. I'm not into mumble rap. (laughs) I'm not into, like, the super deep cuts of rap. I'm into that kind of stuff. And so, when Dre's on the piano and playing a few notes of Still Dre and just going into that, all the beats are just so solid and good that Mm-hmm. I was fully into it. But on the rewatch, I didn't feel as much. So I think it was part of just the game was washing over me and how much I was invested. But sure. I, I, I had a really good time. Those All those songs I know, I thought they put on a show, and that's what I wanted was putting on a show because it's not just – I could listen to those songs. Yeah, to make agreed. it more agreed. than that. that that's what and you got to go for, and I think they did that. So let me ask you all both this question, and then I'll answer. Um, there was a lot, or there has been over the last couple of years, a lot of um, curiosity or hype surrounding who could possibly be like a special guest appearance during the halftime performance. And mm-hmm. this year, the one that was not announced beforehand was 50 Cent, and we can talk about his Spider-Man meme-worthy <laughs> entrance in a bit. Um, were, y'all, were y'all satisfied with that? Did you not really care who it was, or were you hoping to see somebody else, or had you not really even thought about it? Because I, I had... I had thought about it. I'm going to be the, I'll go ahead and answer. I'm, well, I was definitely the, the Tupac. Yeah. I was definitely the, the guy that thought the, the hologram Tupac was going to show the up. The only reason point. I wanted the hologram to show up is we haven't seen it since. I know. That's what I'm like, saying. It's I like they did it. And right. I, I know there was some backlash when it happened. Right. But, but my whole thing is, and I don't know what his estate's standpoint on is now but i know that that's kind of probably the biggest thing is is the estate of this person okay with you know their image being used in this way um i would think if anything this would be the stage to do it i'm sure they could have probably paid him a pretty penny but again i I don't know how people are about that image thing and you know there's a lot of you know issues coming up with that right now with deep fake technology with like you know like the star wars and you know using you know actors who have passed away and their image and stuff like that so totally totally fair again the only reason i wanted to see it is i mean it exists somebody it it, i mean they didn't just like tear it apart when it was done it's somewhere and it should be better now you know the technology should be even better for it right so so you were on my on my page you thought that was going to come and you i didn't know if it was going to come but i would have like i i definitely thought it'd be nice to see especially since i mean it was part of the they um, both Snoop and Dre were Death Row Records, so why not? You know, 
Um, but I, like you said, I'm sure, there, and I'm sure there's even more complications. I mean, who knows? Maybe the atmosphere, or even the open or the uh, transparent roof wouldn't let it happen. I don't know the answer to it. But yeah. the point is, uh, I would have liked to have seen it. I didn't mind Fifty Cent um, at all, to be honest. I, I I I didn't know what to expect, and there were already a big names, and they were you know they were trying to get people in versus anything else. Um, I don't know who else I would have wanted to see, to be honest. Trevor, do you have anybody? No, like Fifty, I. He shouldn't have hung upside down because he's not heavy overweight. He's just like bulked up so much. Yes. So that's not good because he has like that triangle body. So this is not look good upside down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looked like it was all just everything just got pushed towards his like neck and shoulders yeah. region. Do you think? Do you think if he wasn't the surprise though that people would have had? And we'll get back to this in a second. But do you think they would have not had as much of the fat shaming going on as they did? Like if they knew he no, was I the feel show, I still think it would have been okay. just out of control. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the interest also. They slowed his like Fifty used to be one of the fastest rappers right. there was. They slowed it down a bunch. Like I understand there's part of like a general mass appeal of it, but he's probably just not as capable as he was. So you got to try that out when you're thinking of your special guest of like what is he still capable of and throwing down beats and lyrics. Plus, and I'm sure trying to rap upside down and then coming back <laughs> up <laughs> probably throws you off a yeah, little. I mean, bit. I got dizzy watching to be completely honest. So I get it. Yeah, I all get the it. blood rushes to your head. Right. Right. The thing that I was like more focused on, I'm going to be like you, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it, is like uh, Eminem came out with these special edition Jordan 3s, and I was like so focused on the shoes, I'm like, oh my god, are they going to release those tonight? i got to be ready on my phone to try to get them when they come out, but you know, they did not release them, but you yeah, the, the shoes were pretty Man. sweet, and it kind of, kind of distracted me a little bit, but uh, yeah, that was my focus for like half the performance <laughs> trevor i'm really i'm really glad you mentioned um the the i don't even call it the background i guess it'd just be the ground because it was all review the building i thought that was really cool i and i have to give a shout out and this even goes back to like the weekend or almost any major halftime show is the choreography is always great i thought it was always spot on um never even saw him change outfits never even saw any transitions but they were there moving and i mean i just feel like you know they added so much more to it and need to be acknowledged for that because you know yeah we like the performances but Always, that, and that's the point of seeing a concert. You could listen to any song you want on the radio or on the, I'm sorry, I'm old. Or you can listen to it on, you know, an MP3 or whatever the case is. But there's something, you got to do something special for live performances. And those choreographers and, of course, the pyrotechnics add to it. It's fun to see Dre on the on the board or see him on the piano. Um, you know, when I started playing California Love, I was really hoping Tupac or at least some Tupac something was going to come up. Because um, he's one of the few rappers I actually know and appreciate to the extent I do. So, um, but oh, I, but uh, overall, very entertaining. I mean, oh, the by the way, big, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nope, after you. Yeah, the big takeaway for me is I wanted to rewatch Eight Mile, and then I also wanted to watch uh, Straight Outta Compton. Those were my two <laughs> takeaways from that. <laughs> but I mean, that that's the whole point. Like they, they, they I, I, I kind of wish they would have done like a new song or something together. You know what I mean? Like just and some or a cover even of somebody, but. You know, I know there's other complications and fun with that. By the way, the fact that it was even remotely mentioned that Snoop Dogg got high before the performance was like the most non-news story I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? Like, but, like they tried lit. to make it a news story, and it's like um, <laughs> yeah. that's legal. It'd be like the same thing as he took a drink before. Well, nobody, no, but, but even if it was legal, everyone's like. And so he wanted to do exactly what he's been doing that's for the last character. thirty yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, like. I, am I supposed to be mad about that? Because I'm not. I Would mean, you have been as mad if it was Willie Nelson? You know, it's like... Right, right, exactly. What are like, you trying to start right here? Why? Yeah. It, it's also funny, just the NFL, like, 
they fully leaned into the rip the rap hip hop culture you know like that's pervasive throughout the NFL but they don't really lean into it in their public persona no, you know that's like agreed. what players do and that that's their kind of persona but it's not the NFL branded persona well and i mean you know i'm a von miller fan obviously so i'm happy for him for the rams winning but you know i know he had some trouble with some marijuana before and it's like first of all when he got in trouble with it it was legal in colorado anyway and secondly why are we still focusing on this to this extent so i'm, I'm with you 100 like yeah and i mean does what, dre's first album is called the chronic right I mean, so i mean it's like come on like this is news to anybody but... you knew what you were signing up for yeah and if you yeah. didn't you did not pay attention and you need of course there was the new york post and their whole thing is always going to be you know drama and and, yeah. and stuff like that so but regardless i laughed at everyone's like <laughs> another surprising news water is wet or the sky yeah, yeah. is blue or i like beer you know <laughs> big deal um yeah overall good stuff for sure and shout out to dre i mean he had a stroke <laughs> I forget he had a stroke and you had no clue he did I mean, yeah. he, he looked great. Yeah, he I did look great. He did. How old is he now? He's in his fifties, right? He's got to be. I think he 50s. might be in his sixties. He might be. Yeah, 60s. because he might be. M's older than us. He's yeah. he's in his I guess he late forties. Yeah. Ah, oh, I wish I could live that life, being retired already, and then just coming out once in a while, making lots of money for one show. Doctor I mean, Dre is fifty-seven. Okay. Thank you he for made googling. Three billion it. from that Apple deal, so. Yeah. Well, oh, he's and, the one who truly made it. <laughs> Eminem's 49, Snoop Dogg's 50. Yeah, we're getting old, fellas. Well, and who was I who was I watching? I think it was Stephen Colbert and I know uh, uh Trevor you probably heard this, but I love it. And he's like, "So Snoop Dogg and Dre were on it, or as the kids today know him as Martha Stewart's best friend and the guy who makes headphones." You know? <laughs> yes. <And he's> like, <laughs> so I thought that was a, a funny They've come a long way since their 90s persona of quote-unquote gangster rap. So Yeah, that's that's so like we talked about that on our podcast of Alex was like, oh, I saw Ludacris and he's in a commercial pitch in peanut butter. And you know Ludacris, when he started out, he had some pretty mm-hmm. strong stuff. As that person, when you're starting out in your career, do you see your career arc going to the point of <laughs> <laughs> pitching peanut butter? And same well, for these guys. Or my, being my... in a car in space with Tyrese in a yeah, Fast right. and the Furious 9 <laughs> well, no, my, movie. My favorite, though, is the guy who made Cop Killer has been playing a detective on Law & Order for like 10 years now. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ice-T is... Or, uh, yep. Yeah, Ice-T's... Yeah, so... We're doing Ice, Ice Cube's been in how many kids' movies? And Yeah, <laughs> it's funny career arcs. I mean, it works. I'm not saying they're bad or wrong, but you're absolutely right. Who, uh, who, who to thunk it kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, Super Bowl halftime show worth checking out. Um, along with many others. I know we mentioned Prince. We mentioned Carrie, P- Katy Perry. I mean, I even like the Tom Petty one. But that's because I like Tom Petty. But um, hopefully they do like Nirvana or Nirvana. What's wrong with me? Do yeah. Pearl Jam and Foo Fighters <laughs> and stuff next. I mean, do Nirvana. Fuck. What are, we'll find somebody to sing for Kurt Cobain. Why not? She's only been dead for 30 years. Anyway. Um. Let's move on to. You could always have Rami Malek come out and do a Queen one. Like you I know could. they did the Adam Lambert one for the mm-hmm. Academy Awards, but just yeah. play the Freddie Mercury track and have <laughs> Rami Malek mouth the words. <laughs> I'm I, well, Queen's still <laughs> Queen's still around and obviously playing, so they could. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, and I think Lady Gaga kind of proved this with the halftime shows. You don't have to have like a retro act. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. You just got to have somebody with some, you know, something to offer kind of everybody. And I even think this show had that. Like, I know there's people who aren't fans, but, you know, we were talking Dre, who was, of course, uh, early earlier 90s, all the way to Eminem, which is 2000s and beyond. 
And, you know, people know who those people are. Like, you got to have a name, you know? You know who would be cool to see even? It would be Elton John and Billy Joel kind of thing. You know, they've been around forever, but seeing them both on stage doing that would be freaking awesome, I think. And I've seen them both live, so I can say that. But um, I don't know. I, I hope they have some good ones coming up. And I hope they've learned that you don't have to be, um, you know, you can you can have a little, I don't even say controversy, but just doesn't have to be like boring and no surprises and has to have some excitement to it. And I hope this showed that because even though these people are, you know, have sung about killing cops, they still came out and performed a great show. And like you said, the Inglewood connection is, is something I didn't even mention, and that was a good call. All right. Anyway, Super Bowl commercials. Commercials. Um, so, I, I, Trevor, just to dive into this, Trevor mentioned earlier uh, Multiverse of Madness. Very cool. I'm excited. The trailer looked great. Um, I, 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 Trevor, I understand you have a, an individual reaction because you're not a big trailer guy, but on Secondary Heroes, you have an interact. So, you have more in depth analysis on that. So, I checked that out if you guys are interested. Or is it the Jurassic Park one you did? Or did you do both? I did, did Jurassic both. World. We did Doctor Strange with Prague and Alex just okay, because cool. Prague loves all the the horror stuff, right? He loves the building hype for things. If you ever heard our WandaVision talk and everything under the sun was going to happen in WandaVision, now everything <laughs> on the sun, under the sun plus the kitchen sinks happening in Doctor Strange. Yeah, will make sense. There'll be, there'll be multiple new kitchen sinks because of the multiverse. But yes, um, there were a lot of previews. There was Jurassic World, uh, which we we talked about dinosaurs surprisingly already on this show. Um, there was Moon Knight. Um, what other previews were there? I know there were some other ones. Did they show a Batman one? I don't think I don't so. think they did either because that's just okay. coming out surprisingly since it's coming out like in less than a month. Yeah. I, I mean outside weeks. of the normal trailer hype, um, like there wasn't really a lot just that caught my attention because I'm I made a list when it first you know, when we first watched the Super Bowl last week and then I went back and looked at it again and I still didn't feel like anything really outside of Multiverse of Madness trailer-wise deserve to be on the list for commercials. But that's not really my focus, I guess, when I'm looking at Super Bowl commercials. Sure, like I'm, sure. I'm looking for the oddity and the comedy and the the you know weird guest stars that come out on stuff and you know the things that are... Like, I thought the LeBron James one for Crypto.com was pretty cool where he was talking to his younger self. I thought that was really unique, the fact that they, again, talking about the deep fake stuff. I thought that was a really interesting commercial. But that's the kind of stuff that I like. The trailers are not anything. No, but I mean, you're going to do a trailer. Yeah. And trailer game is just so much online. I mean, 34 million people have watched the extended version of the Doctor Strange trailer because the Super Bowl adds a minute, but online it's two minutes and 16 seconds. Right. I I tell you what, I think I'm trying to think of what the funniest one was I saw. It's probably the between the Alexa commercial with Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I just like and that then one. one that I didn't see a lot of people talking about, but I thought was absolutely hilarious, was the Hellman's commercial with Jared Mayo running around tackling, tackling everybody for yeah. food waste. And then at the end, he tackles uh, uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> just because he's... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, see, I miss. I think I missed that one. Or also, I think that that sounds hilarious. I'd love to see that one. Yeah, uh, Pete Davidson's like I understand because he's like he's yeah, oh, like I'm very hittable. <laughs> very hittable. I, I, I like Pete Davidson probably a little too much because of my SNL love, but fair um, enough. Lace well, had a couple of good commercials. They had I, the I, Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd commercial. I thought that one was great. I that, that was, good, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. It. The thing is, the thing about these. So we're, you know, we're talking about these ads, and this is the my marketing idea in me. Is you know how many of these are going to have you go back and remember what the commercial was for versus just being a funny commercial? And I, I Lays actually did it because the product was prominently displayed throughout the commercial, including at the wedding with the ghost. So why yeah. not, right? Um, 
what was the other way? Like the Mayo one, I guess that makes sense because of the name affiliation. Yes, um, that, one, that, that one was definitely good. I, I think there was a few that I had to go back. Like, I had put the Cable Guy one down because I thought that was pretty, you know, because that's a pretty unique Jim Carrey movie in sure. itself. I think that was kind of his first dark turn movie. Um, but then when I had it written down, I was like, oh, well, let me go back and watch them right before we record. And I didn't even remember what the commercial was about. So to me, that, that defeats the purpose of the commercial. I'm like, yeah. oh, it was about Verizon. Oh, Yeah, the weird one for that is so it's like Jim Carrey, I wouldn't think he would need to do that. Like he's kind of evolved as a person and character actor and stuff like that to be like, oh, I'm gonna do a Super Bowl commercial of something mm-hmm. I used to do. But I think he did it really well. But the interesting part is for it's that Verizon 5G box where instead of having Wi-Fi and like a cable internet, you essentially use 5G in your house. And then T-Mobile brought the Scrubs guys back to sing about their 5g box that's right. the only reason i remembered the verizon one is because t-mobile then followed it up and they have the same exact 5g <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, zach bramp and donald Faison. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um but that my point was oh, i was going with that is like i remember scarlett johansson and colin jost but the alexa doesn't read your mind thank god and <laughs> you know, i mean that was the funny part of it but it didn't make me like oh god i gotta go buy an alexa or i'll even remember that that's exactly what it was for more than that was a prop in the commercial. You know what I mean? They used Alexa as so many jokes in sitcoms. I didn't know that Alexa was the point of the ad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly my point. Yeah. So I, but I mean, it was funny. I remember it, but will I remember it in five years and will I remember what the hell it was for? I don't know to be, to be determined. Um, I, to go along with that though, I did like that. They brought the E-Trade baby back and had him. Yes. Yes. That's on my list too. Um, I, I, I thought that I, was hilarious. I, I love that one. I did put in the the Coinbase one needs to be talked about. Um, it has you guys to be about, talked about. Yeah. I don't know if it was phone? good, but it had to be talked about. Did you whip it, out it, your phones to do the scam? I did. I finally yeah, gave I in when it didn't go away after 10 seconds. I was like, okay, let me see what this is. Yeah, I thought you'd be all over that based on The Office because of that whole intro. With the no, well, that's what I was there. first thinking of, too, was that, that meeting where they were waiting for the DVD thing to hit the corner of the TV. But I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead because obviously this is all it's going to be. It's not going to do anything else. So let me go ahead right. and see what it is. And then I was like, uh, okay, that was a disappointment. It was a disappointment, but it was unique. And people were remember the unique part of it and well, it was, and the point that was made was it was made exactly for the people that they want to appeal to the clientele makes sense to yeah, me exactly yeah. agreed agreed it's um, very memeable because it, it piggybacks off the trade baby where he mm-hmm. come back all these different reasons and then people are buying stocks based on memes that's what convinces him to go back and then literally coinbase makes a meme based ad to buy cryptocurrency I mean, makes sense. And I guess that's that's kind of where marketing's gone is it's not, you know, well, you got to go the multi-channel kind of thing and go beyond just those TV ads, which is what the Super Bowl really wants you to do. Uh, so good point. And uh, you're right. It was definitely aimed at the right clientele and uh, and they followed it up appropriately. So people remember that. Another one I had written down was uh, Avocados from Mexico. I think I just liked it because of uh, Andy um, Andy from Conan playing Caesar. <laughs> but the the only thing for that was the the old avocados from Mexico jingle was stuck back in my head again after seeing the commercial. But I didn't think the commercial was was well. Great. And it's also one of those, like I said, I I, I don't know what it would be for. You know, I I, I, I like thought the it was story of that commercial. I would mm-hmm. watch a whole show in right. Roman times where they do modern day stuff like tailgate before the Coliseum matches or just <laughs> do any modern day stuff, but in Roman times. That would actually be really cool. I could yeah, that would be that. kind of funny. Um, oh, I also enjoyed the uh, the Nissan uh, commercial with Eugene Levy, and mm. um, uh, I think what is it, Brie Larson's in it, mm-hmm. and um, 
why can't I think of Drax's real name? Yeah, Batista's in it, and he's Mm -hmm. just driving around the car, which is really interesting, you know, because I grew up with Eugene Levy from, like, SCTV days, and then recently watching Schitt's Creek with him, and Mm -hmm. then just to see him with that long gray hair driving (laughs) the sports car in the action movie, I I, I thought that was really, really unique. And at the end, he he doesn't even get to sit in the front (laughs) in his car. He has to go sit in the back with somebody else's driving and somebody else called Shotgun. What'll be interesting with that one is what they do with it afterwards. Because, and this goes back to, to the multi-channel thing Trevor was talking about, is they had a survey on Twitter, you know, would you actually want to see this movie? You know, and I'm not saying they have to make the movie, but they definitely should keep on it. Because I think that would be an interesting way to really market that car is to keep it going and have a few more even ads or maybe even like a mini series of four episodes or just something. And I like the comedy action movies, like I, the ones yeah. that like kind of build it up just over the top, like everything's Michael Bay-ish, you mm-hmm. know, the way they do stuff in it, and but it has this comic element to it, and I actually enjoy those kind of movies, so I would actually be one that would go see that. I didn't even know that that was a thing that was trending afterwards, but I would mm-hmm. 100% go see that movie with, with them in it. I, I mean, it sounds like a Netflix direct Netflix type. But that'd be fine. Like, it, like if you can market something, like you know, Trevor, I'm really glad you brought up the following up with the memes because there's so much creativity in marketing now. If, if you can do it right, you can make bank. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know how many Nissans they're going to sell, but they could at least make money on the movie. And then uh, you know, the product placement's free because it's helped by Nissan. I don't know. You know, there's deals to be made. It's interesting you brought up Michael Bay because one of the trailers was Ambulance where Thank they you, put yes. L.A. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching it and I'm like, this looks like a Michael Bay movie. There's just stupid explosions <laughs> and they have stupid shots and there's all kinds of after effects. And then it's directed by Michael Bay. Like literally he could have grabbed any of these shots from previous movies and just yes. cut it together. He probably did. He's yeah. definitely leaning hard into his own absurdity at this if, point. If he knows, I mean, he knows what makes his money, though. I mean, you can say what you want, but it works. And it's also because Jake Gyllenhaal's in that really good uh, movie. I don't know what it's called, where he's uh, he's the first guy to go in the scene and get footage for like Eyewitness News. Like he's the first. Oh, Night Crawler. Night Crawler. Yep. Or Night Stalker. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's a really good movie. And it's sad to see him just do movies like this. (laughs) You know, Joey, who were we talking about recently? Who was in a movie? I'm like, I'm surprised they did that. And you're like, oh, that's probably just one. Oh, it was um, Channing Tatum. We were talking about Dog. Yeah, it's a paycheck. Like, that was was that trailer in there? Dog trailer? No, 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 no. This is from a few okay. episodes ago. We were talking about like why the hell is Channing Tatum doing this movie? And it was like he needed the money, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah. But that that might be what it is for for Gil and all. By the way, we made a joke that at the end the ambulance transforms into a, an Autobot, and you know, this is <laughs> yeah. how the next Transformer movie starts. It's all connected. Yeah, that's right. And then the, uh, go on. It's all just a shared universe. But uh, that's right. You brought up uh, Netflix direct to Netflix movies. Yeah. They had an ad to say we have one new movie every week. So there's a reason Netflix movies are bad. You can't come up with 52 quality movies <laughs> in a year. Sorry. Okay. Maybe maybe six of them will be okay. <laughs> you know, know, I've the- enjoyed some of their stuff. I enjoyed Old Guard. I enjoyed, uh, what was the Hemsworth one? Extraction? Was that the name of that one? Sounds right. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. I thought Red Notice was good. Uh, for what it was, you know what I'm saying? Again, I'm not saying these are going to win any Oscars or it, anything like that. The qualifier things, though, like, I, I don't even invest in Netflix movies. They put so many bad movies to start with. Now, mm-hmm. as a consumer, that's what I expect of them. Like, I feel like I don't even want to give them a chance unless people actually say that it's good. And then Netflix has that whole algorithm where it's like, 
hey, look what's number one on Netflix. It's our own movie that just came out. <laughs> do I believe that algorithm? No, but you guys are pitching it hard, and some people probably do believe that. I, I think it, I think it's also what you're in the mood for. You know what I mean on that kind of like you know going into a Netflix movie, there's probably not there's probably reasons it didn't go directly to the movie theater. But you yeah. know that going in. You're not surprised. Do you but know what I mean? The great thing about any of these streaming movies is after 20 or 30 minutes, if it's no good, you just turn it off and go do something else. Like I did that with anything. Yeah. What's the yeah. other Ryan Reynolds one? Underground 6 or something crazy like that sure. that was a Netflix movie? I didn't care for that. I watched maybe a third of it and then turned it off. But I've watched all the other ones all the way through. And I actually really enjoyed Extraction and Old Guard. Like I'm hoping that they are going to make some sequels to those because I actually enjoyed them i guess i'm kind of the opposite of trevor i guess i've had a little bit more positive experience with some of the netflix movies and, and didn't get turned off from them but 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 you also knew going in they weren't going to be you know academy award winning necessarily they right. were just going to be something to enjoy while they sit on your couch and you didn't have to get up and go to the movie theater put pants on where the case is so i i understand there's, there's still and, a degree between academy award winning and like a marvel movie or agreed you know agreed Go to like like again. This is kind of like Book of Boba Fett, which is Mandalorian two point five versus Mandalorian season one. It's <laughs> that same that kind before. of analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no argument. Lion King two. <laughs> right, right, or one and a half. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that for sure. But at the same time, at least I mean that's the thing. It, apparently, it, it works. The option, they keep making them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it is their business is doing well as far as I understand. So. Good on them. They're, you're upset, right? They're grabbing. Oh, that's another trailer, though. The Lord what? of the Rings TV show. Sure, sure. So Amazon has spent so more upset. money than any other TV show ever. Like Amazon's literally spent even more, more than Game of Thrones. Ever. Oh, it's not even close because they had to pay for the rights. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't always <laughs> think about that part. Yeah, and this isn't coming until September, mm-hmm. and they showed us a two-minute trailer that looks pretty good. Yeah. I thought so too, and I I don't get, and I don't know who it is. If it's the book loyalists, or if it's the movie loyalists, or if it's a combination of those fans that are like up in arms because of the way certain types of I don't know there species are, is there's the there's right way that, to use. Oh, yeah. but, there's people yeah. that are upset that black people are in it, right? Well, I get uh, that too. I know no, it's no, the not, worst. Not that part. <laughs> I'm talking about like I didn't even think about that part. But when I'm talking about like maybe it was like uh, what was it like? elves with short hair or, or dwarves with short hair or something like that was like people's big complaint too. And okay, I remember I the that. other thing about complaining about there being black people. There in was it, which a is, female again, dwarf what? that doesn't have a beard. That was another one. Oh, that's yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I'm like, dude, like just, just like, hold on. Just like, give it a chance. Like some, some people are just so judgmental from right. two minutes worth of information instead of giving it a chance and seeing people how they play it People want to out. hate this already though. Right. You have to, I don't get that. It's based on a, like, these are some of the worst Tolkien ideas. They're, they're kind of bottom of the barrel things. But I still think you can make a cool story based on that, you know. I think you but get the right already... writer behind some of these concepts. And I think it doesn't matter what the original source material was. I think you can get the right writer to flesh it out and turn it into something spectacular. And it's just like, just give it a chance and well, see. My, if you don't like well, it, great. Don't watch it. Well, here's the, yeah, that's the alternative is nothing. You know, that's, that's just it. You can either have this or you can have nothing. So why don't you give this a chance? I, I'm there hasn't been Lord of the Rings stuff since those terrible Hobbit movies. 
And well, see, that's was... the thing. See, I enjoy the Hobbit movies. I, I enjoyed you know? them too, but I get where you're coming from. They didn't. They didn't need to be three movies. No, I, the I, problem I... with those movies is they look like video game cutscenes entirety. Oh, of them. because and of the uh, the camera the CGI break. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But the point is, but I mean, you could have this, or you can have nothing as a fan. You know what I mean? And yeah. there, there's another show, isn't there? Another Lord of the Rings show. I don't want to call it Two Towers, but it was like something like that. Maybe I'm just dreaming that. Not that I know of. Anyway, I'm with you. I, I, it's like the Star Wars fans that always look for something to hate immediately. It is these big fans and fandoms, man. Yes, right. get right. so wrapped up in what they. And I think we talked to Reese a little bit about this last we week that, that you get so wrapped up in what you as a fan expect to be done that when it's not done or it's done almost totally differently than what you expected then you get upset and you start you know yelling and screaming it's like all these people you know who are amateur screenplay writers or directors this is how i would have choreographed or done this scene go go make your own star wars movie or tv show or lord of the rings show i'm with you i mean even if it turns out to be crap at least they're doing something and trying it and i I don't know i don't know what to expect to be honest i mean it has been a while since we've had a, a lord of the rings anything but you know that doesn't mean you can't be good and i hope they learned from some of the mistakes that game of thrones did that they can adjust and really go from there so i'm with you guys i, I we're all saying the same thing just over and over again which is fine it, it had a fine. vibe of the witcher which witcher surprised me of how mm-hmm. it's pretty good high fantasy type of thing and this how this kind of tv lord of the rings show looks and so i'm not complaining about that no i mean and, and, and even if it turns out to be crap at least they're getting something you know what i mean i i'm with you i'm with you 100 yeah it, it... And it's it's kind of a double-edged sword for those fans that are upset and saying they're not going to watch it or whatever. It's like if you wanted something else to come out and you don't watch this, they're not going to make something else. You know, if they don't recoup their money and they don't have the right numbers and all that kind of stuff, they're they're not going to do any. They're going to say, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's spend another, you know buttload of money and try to do something else yeah and try to try to do something different maybe they'll like that so you better at least turn your tv on in the background and let it play if you want to give them a chance to do something else because it could end up being like star wars you know where there's like a bunch of different variations taking place in different parts of the world i mean lord of the rings is is expansive enough you could do something similar and have a middle earth is not small Uh, yeah Yeah. that's what's so exciting about this lord of the Rings show is it's essentially Everyone complains about Star Wars. It's the same 50 to 75 years. There's the whole mm-hmm. Knights of the Republic and Thousand Years Prior. This is literally a Thousand Years Prior. This is the intriguing idea that it's not the same Bilbo or Frodo storyline period. Right, right. Agreed. And I mean, there's the whole lore behind that. And I I, I have a feeling if they had to get the permission from Tolkien, it is Tolkien, right? No. Yeah, Tolkien's um, a state. It is yeah. Tolkien. Tolkien. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if you know they, they had to include some of things from um, um, what's the movie, the book before The Hobbit, whatever it is. The Sermerly. Sur- 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 uh, you uh, you know what I'm talking about, though. Like, yeah, I, that's not how they pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, it had to be included or at least considered. So I think there's good stuff coming out. Is when I, I, I will probably end up watching it. I, well, I'm I don't know how it went. Yeah, yeah. I can't, my problem is there's too much to watch, and I'm so far behind already. But I mean, you're talking to yeah. somebody who just got through Ted Lasso, so I'm getting there slowly but surely. Um, we're keeping this discussion going for some commercials. I did like, I liked the Anna Kendrick Rocket Mortgage commercial myself. That was the other one on my list that that yeah. hadn't mentioned yet. I that like Anna really Kendrick. Good. I, I think mm-hmm. she's real personable. So mm-hmm. just that in itself, I think helps in the concept of it being like a Barbie commercial. Mm-hmm. 
for Rocket Mortgage <laughs> and then the Motu at the end. Well, and, and the Stock X shirt. That's so great to me. That's the, the part I couldn't understand. I'm like, why does this kid have a Stock X shirt? And then like Stock X <laughs> tweeted about it after. It's like, hey, did y'all see our cameo in the Rocket Mortgage commercial? <laughs> I'm like, how much did you have to pay to get that kid to wear a Stock X t-shirt in I, well, that commercial? It, it had a QR code on it, so I'm kind of I want to see what the QR code took you. But yes, I loved it. I. uh I love the Motu reference. I love, uh, I love, it's funny. We actually have that Barbie dream house in our house, like the exact same one. <laughs> and it's funny. They have the, I don't know if you caught it in the ad, they have the price and it was like, I think it was two sixty five in there, which by the way, we did not pay that much. So I'm like, yes, you know, we got a good deal on this one. The market, <laughs> all cash Carl didn't get in on it, but um, I thought that was a creative use of stuff. And I, and one thing going back to the multi-channel stuff is Anna Kendrick was teasing that earlier on her Twitter page about how, oh, I'm super excited for our Super Bowl commercial. I'm working with a, uh, a fashion icon or, you know, what a fashion legend or whatever term she used. And I thought, I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. And then, you know, kind of skipped by it and saw the commercial. Like, oh, it's Barbie. All right. Very cool. Well, and I think another uh, thing about that one is it's one of those ones where I didn't have to go back and try to remember what the commercial was for. Agreed. Because I think it's so well done where it's like, you know, the, the Barbie house connects obviously to Rocket Mortgage and Home mm-hmm. Surge and Home Loans and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I think that's a key that if you're going to spend, I think I heard this year the longer commercials were going for $14 million, uh, in the first half i think that's i think that's what i had heard and that's a lot of money to be spending to then not see that recouped as far as new customers and and all that kind of stuff so well, rock and mortgage you know, always does a bunch with their giveaways because they do the squares during yeah the Super Bowl too, yeah so, so they're I mean, already i think they're a partner of the nfl which is a weird sure, partnership yeah. hey we're the official mortgage loan company of the nfl like okay that doesn't make any sense apparently that's, works. that's how i pick my mortgage company right <laughs> they saw who the nfl is i have is this friend that does mortgages but i had to tell you no because the nfl said rocket mortgage like i don't yeah. i do not understand how that's a good thing but apparently it works so otherwise businesses wouldn't keep doing it but, it, it was yeah. a funny commercial just if anybody's like looked at buying a house or selling a house they nailed how tough the housing market is oh yeah just through like they made it accessible even kids could realize how tough it is yeah what your parents are going through getting a house better offer betty <laughs> yeah well and, and i can't remember skipper's name and yeah all that yeah it was it was wild it was cool it was a fun commercial for sure i uh i had to appreciate that one another one i have written down this is from the second quarter is the i know this is not what everybody even knows about but the ftx official commercial which was with Larry David saying, oh, yeah, that's not going to work. Oh, that one I almost mentioned earlier when we were starting to talk about like crypto and all that kind of stuff. It was interesting. I, it was one of the ones that I happened to miss, and mm-hmm. I had heard it trending a lot, and I went back and watched it. But then when I was watching some of the YouTube, uh, YouTube recap, like best of, it was, it was on a couple of those. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting concept from the beginning to the end where it's like, okay, you know, it's just typical Larry David stuff, right? Like he's he's not on board with this this stuff and whatever and i was hoping at the end that it was going to be a commercial for something besides because what is exactly ftx anyway well, it's a crypto thing okay that's what i thought and so it's like i wish it would have been something that's like not crypto based like something for a bank that's like hey invest your money wisely or something like that you know mm-hmm. but it ended up being that anyway and it's like oh you know he made all these mistakes before this is another mistake if you don't get behind this and it's like uh, i don't know about all that but right you know. right well it's crazy how many crypto and how many electric car commercials there were during the super bowl well, the this crypto year. one's fun because i saw somebody tweet about it they're like do you guys remember the Super Bowl, like, you know, late 90s, around 2000? There was all these dot-com companies that had a mm. ton of money for Super Bowl ads. And now there's this new segment that has a ton of new money. 
Maybe it's, it's a bubble. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. But it's a good point because, yeah. Well, we didn't have a GoDaddy commercial this year. Now I think about it, did we? Because, you know, they usually have a GoDaddy commercial during the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. With Danica Patrick somewhere making an appearance. They, that wasn't the case this year. So There was a ton of crypto stuff. Like Yeah. Ton, yes. And electric, electric car was the other one. I was actually surprised how many electric car commercials or electric truck commercials there were, including that Sopranos one and... Um, I like I even... the Sopranos one just because once they played, that was a total nostalgia thing when they played the opening credits of Sopranos. And the I didn't like the ending though. Singular. The ending almost kind of ruined it for me where it's her and her brother like outside of the, I guess it was supposed to be the same restaurant that kind of ends the series where they, where she's parking and they keep cutting back to her parking and you know, them in the restaurant and then there's the fade to black thing. I just, I just felt it was, it was an odd way to play off of a very controversial finale without making it a joke, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. the only thing I, I'm watching, I'm like, I kind of just like, I know they made that prequel, the Sons of Newark or whatever. I just mm-hmm. want a series where Meadow was so anti her dad and everything that he did to make it where she actually takes the mantle and they do a show and run with it where she's actually does I think that everything would be that he does. Cool. That would be a good show. I think that, and having her and the brother just kind of at yeah. odds about different stuff and and all that, yeah, that would be an interesting concept. I, I just I love the the commercial up until that very last yeah. two seconds, kind of the same way with the Larry David commercial. Like, hey, A plus all the way through, and then last two seconds up. Oh, no, not so much. <laughs> These HBO show uh, characters and actors yeah. are, are, are falling flat <laughs> at the end for you, huh, there, Joe. Um, a couple other notes: GM and Doctor Evil. Um, I, I liked it. I was as the uh, as the nerd I am. I'm like, what the hell? Why Scott Evil have hair? He lost it in the third one. He's becoming evil. Why has he got all this hair now? And he's got a kid. Like, it it, it didn't do canon, but I thought it was entertaining nonetheless. Um, I didn't like Baby Me. I thought that was kind of dumb myself, but I don't know how you guys felt about that one. It was a decent commercial. Like, I, I so apparently in Canada they show the Super Bowl, but they show different commercials, and Sorry, sometimes Nate. they show commercials at different times. Yes. Oh, if only we had a Canadian on this podcast that could be commenting <laughs> on this right now. But anyway, so MC was talking about how he didn't care for the commercial. I'm like, well, I didn't see it. Maybe it's going to be a Canada only thing. But then it ended up playing later on. So it's like I already had that kind of mindset where somebody tells you ahead of time like a movie or a tv show is bad and then it comes out and you have mm-hmm. this preconceived notion but I, i'm kind of like you i i thought it was funny for what it was i think it's one of those things where i don't think those movies i know clint you might get upset i don't think those movies hold up quite as well sure. um I'm not, as, no. as they did sure you know sure. I, so, I came out of that yeah i think it was like another one of those nostalgia cable guy things that I'd, oh, i totally just was. don't think played out the way they thought it would when they had didn't they do a wayne's world one last year uh yeah they, but it was, was that year uber before eat. last that was uber eats it was last year yeah okay yeah, now, I, mean, I thought that one was pretty good, but mm-hmm. but this one I wasn't quite as impressed by. Um, well, I didn't like, even have it on my list. Part of it was the product they were selling, too. I mean, it was a GM truck. It's hard to get too excited about it, that it's, and it's, other things. It's almost like the when you do things like that where you're taking a known product, like whether it's, you know... Uh, uh, Austin Powers or whether it's the cable guy it's like it has to be a direct tie or it's got to be like completely opposite like it doesn't make any sense that it's together for it to work and if for this one it didn't work at all for me like it was it was too far apart for it to make any sense where you know you talk about Rocket Mortgage and the Barbie Dream House and the Motu sure. you know the um 
uh, Castle Grayskull, you know, all that kind of stuff. That that made sense. But to this one, it was like so far apart from each other, it just didn't make any sense to me. Like, Fair. where was the connection between him and the and the GM electric cars? I I have no argument with it, that. Yeah, no, their their connection was totally at the end. It was a climate change thing that the world's going to end unless we use electric cars, and then there will be no world to rule. So he has to save the world to then rule oh. the world. Oh. But at the and same time, the when you tie was... climate change into a Super Bowl ad, you lost most of the audience. Right. right. It's like, oh, cli- <laughs> oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, good, very good point. Uh, the one other ad I'll throw in there that I think didn't get nearly enough praise was Pringles and getting his hand stuck in the in the can, um, you know, for his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> his so child does it. The problem for me for that one is that there's a Rakuten ad where the dude gets a leaf blower and okay. he gets it on sale and then he has a leaf blower and he tells everybody, I got it on Rakuten. And he he goes to the dentist's office. He starts dating. He dies. He has the leaf blower in his casket. And it was just like, like I don't know if Pringles watched that ad. I don't oh, know if okay. they were made by the same ad company. But it was beat for beat the same. And I already oh, seen that beat. See, I, I guess I didn't. I, I don't remember the Rakuten commercial. But I, it's I believe It's on you. Peacock when I watch Parks and Rec. That would every, be. Every yeah. night. It, and it's probably and, pro- and to be honest, it's probably something they've used before for other ads because it, it yeah, doesn't I'm seem sure like that part is. of the premise. But okay, fair enough. But I thought I thought it was it's funny. funny and I mean, for what it is, right? Yeah, they didn't try too hard. Is the way I kind of thought about it. Speaking you know of all mean? the car ads and the electric car ads, what did y'all think about the Selma Hayek Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, um, the Zeus one. Zeus one. <laughs> I I thought it was one of those ones that kind of fell flat. Like I get yeah. the premise, you know, the God of lightning or, or whatever, you know, is doing an electric car commercial and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I just, I don't know. I just, I just didn't get into it. No, I agree with you. I didn't, I, you know, car commercials are by themselves, I think are hard anymore. They're just, there's so many of them. And I mean, nobody was surprised to see them at the Super Bowl. At least they were trying a different product in a sense, but yeah, I wasn't, it didn't do much for me and you knew what it was for right away. And, um, maybe if they made a real movie out of it, I'd like it a little bit more. But otherwise, yeah. Is it weird that if you've seen the commercial beforehand, before well, the commercial, it doesn't... Kind of, like the yeah. Jason Bateman commercial. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd seen that before the Super Bowl. And I thought it was a really funny commercial. But to me, if it would have waited to premiere at the Super Bowl, to me, it would have been better. I, I don't know. Am I the only one that thinks along those weird lines? No, I, but I think it's also more common that they release it beforehand. Um, I don't know why that is, To I guess, to get the product out or to get you excited to see the commercial when it actually comes on. But no, that's I mean, that's been a trend for a while. And actually, I thought this year was a lot tamer in seeing ads beforehand online than in previous years that was the only one i could think of that i had seen beforehand but i'm not surprised the the arnold schwarzenegger one was funny just because you talked about anna kendrick tweeting in advance about the rocket mortgage one and you thought that was good but then this one arnold schwarzenegger tweeted a a movie poster where he's playing zeus and it says february 2022 and people like there's no zeus there's no new arnold schwarzenegger movie coming in february 2022 and i think it's It's the social presence of Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Anna Kendrick and the yeah. age, yeah. relative age for yes. that to matter. He doesn't really have that that same <laughs> appeal on social media that yeah. she does. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Because now I remember yeah. seeing that and I was like, oh, there's a Zeus movie coming out? And it, yeah, and then it ended up being the commercial. But the oh, highlight of that commercial is the little Pegasus. Peggy? Yes, like, it's on for like one second, but it was the favorite thing I saw of all the Super Bowl ads was the little dog-sized Pegasus. It was pretty yeah. good. I'll I'll admit that. 
I wouldn't be shocked if they're like, hey, if you buy this car, and this is the point that I don't remember who it was a car commercial for, but if you buy this car, we'll throw in a Peggy for free, you know? And it's just one of those things that would actually get people to buy the car. Um, surprisingly, you know, like cup holders kind of thing. Uh, any other ads you guys want to mention? Because that's all of my ad. Yeah, that's. I, I think we hit everything on my list. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking here to see if I listed anything else. Uh, oh, the other Lay's commercial, I, I didn't mention this, but the one with the Mannings, but that was another one that we had seen bits and pieces of it mm. b- before uh, it played, and I think that would played better if it would have actually waited and, and played at the Super Bowl, but I thought that was pretty funny, because I'm really enjoying the Manning cast on Monday Night Football. Sure, uh, I, sure. I think Peyton and Eli have a good rapport, and I think <laughs> they do well with most of the guests that they have on, so that was that was the only other one that we hadn't mentioned that I enjoyed. Trevor, any yeah. other no, I, I just wanted to get that Peggy mentioned in for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you did. <laughs> gotta, gotta get, gotta slip <laughs> I'm that in glad there. you did because I'd forgotten. So I'm really glad you said something. Yeah, um, but the big takeaway for me is just like, I don't think any ad this year is one that you're going to remember. Like, it's not like a Frogs Budweiser commercial or any of those type of like, oh, remember this? Like, I feel like a lot of ads in recent years don't have that longevity of remember that ad Interesting. I actually could see the Anna Kendrick one doing that, but other than that, that I think one, you're right. That one, I think, would be something that people would talk about for a while. And then, other than that, I don't really... Maybe the Nissan one, and again, I think a lot of that depends on if they follow that up with sure. anything else. Even if it's not a movie, but they follow it up with some other commercial or something at some point. But yeah, I, I would have to agree. Probably only the Rocket Mortgage one and the um, possibly the Nissan one, again, depending on what they do with that. Uh, could possibly have some some longevity to it, and I don't see anything being like the Clydesdale commercials with the dog. Or oh, the, the Clydesdale uh, commercial was sad. Yeah, but where that's he cut up his leg, I was like, "What's going on?" They've kind of been like that here of recent, where it's like, "Oh, yeah. we're gonna make this tearjerker commercial." It's like that's not what we signed up for when we're watching the Super Bowl. Right. Supposed to be right. heartwarming commercial with the Clydesdales. Bud is like family and home, but I guess it was. The idea of coming back stronger, like you're never down and out idea. Is it the Joe Burrow Budweiser commercial? <laughs> yeah. It's the Spider Man right. idea. Right, right, right. Um, cool. Well, then the commercial. So I think overall, I mean, we've been able to talk, you know, almost an hour and a half here about the Super Bowl. I, I'm going to go ahead and say I think we all enjoyed it. Yes. Yes. It was, a, like I said, commercials, halftime show, game, everything was a hit for me. Except yeah, the at rock. a certain point, like in midway through the fourth quarter, I was like, I'm really enjoying myself. This is an entertaining thing. If the Rams lose, I'm going to forget all of this, and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, Trevor, you might not be able to enjoy it as much next year regardless. Or you might be. I don't know. What do I know? There's Um, fun of not having your team in it, too, though. There is. And that that was kind of – this was actually the very first football game I had watched from start to finish all year, and only the second game I had watched any of all year. And uh, I picked a good one. I mean, I unfortunately missed like the Bills versus the Chiefs, but at least, yeah. uh, you know, at least I saw something. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the game um, as a non-fan, not a no stake in the game is how I'm going to say that. Yeah. yeah, I was rooting for the underdog, but I wasn't upset that the Rams win. I mentioned Von Miller earlier. And there's other reasons. Um, so otherwise, good game. All Football's right. that sport, though. Just like for baseball, I need to watch my team. For basketball, I need to watch my team. I can't just watch, mm-hmm. you know, Indiana play Orlando. But football, I could watch the Bengals play the Chiefs and be fully entertained. Yep. If I mm-hmm. don't cares about Cincinnati or Kansas City. 100% sure. agree. Yep, agreed. 
Well, cool. Well, uh, I guess we will wrap this up so we can get get everybody out here. But everybody, thank you for listening. It's always a pleasure to have you on here. Again, at the underscore dorksman everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I think even I think we're the dash under or the dash dorksman on T Public if you're interested in any dorksman swag. Um, but Trevor, tell us where we can find you and your mates. Yeah, be sure to follow us at Secondary Heroes. Again, we're also on CrossTheStreamsMedia.com with the Dorksmen, so we're sister shows. But yeah, at Secondary Heroes on all forms of social media. We're doing a weekly podcast pretty much every Tuesday, and we're talking about the latest in movies and TV. Our last episode was talking Book of Boba Fett. Nice, nice. You guys need to do some streaming again. I kind of I was thinking about that the other day. I missed your Fortnite streaming when you guys did that Thursday nights. I understand life's a little different now, but at the same yeah. time, it was fun watching those. So, yeah, make sure you guys are following all the secondary heroes, which, by the way, you can now say you had secondary hero bingo because every secondary hero has been on our show. <laughs> so Trevor finally completed that bingo, as we'll call it. So anyway, yeah, make sure to check them out. Check Cross the Streams Media out. Check out all of the uh, other podcasts on there. There's some There's some gems for sure. And uh, I will be playing, I think we're doing, what are we doing this week? I think we're doing Mario Kart this week for uh, Tuesday night streaming on the underscore Darksman on Twitch at 730 Pacific. So please come join us if you are around. You are welcome to play as well. We'd love to have you on. And I think that's it. Gentlemen, anything else? Nope. All right. Well, Trevor, thank you again for joining us. And yes, everyone thank you. listening, we appreciate you listening. With that, word homies. Colin left the oysters in the car for five hours. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Best sign-off ever. <laughs> Later. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.